Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Through the Bible Vodcast. I am your host, Saint the Remnant. Now, before we begin, let me take this time to um, welcome you to my channel. If you're new here, please leave a subscribe button, uh, hit the like, hit the bell so that every time I upload these new videos, you'll get a notification and then you can get to watch. Uh, I'm also available uh, on Spotify for the podcast, for the podcast, sorry, and Anchor and all the other podcast platforms. So check check it out on um, the Last Remnant Bookings. You can check out my podcast there. Now, before we begin, um, this is July 30. We are going to read from. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verses 1 to uh, 28. No, verses 1 to chapter 28 to verses 27. Uh, Romans 13, 1 to 14. Psalms 23 and Proverbs 20, verses 11. Now, uh, if you're new here... Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so glad that you found this uh, this vodcast. Now we are going through the Bible throughout this year. Sometimes I missed out on days, but hey, God is not cruel. He doesn't hold it against us when we do that. Um, but the point of and the purpose of this vodcast is to help believers, including myself, uh, to build that. Um, that um, discipline to read the Bible every day because I know for certain with uh, these, you know, um, these pressures of the world from all sides, they tend to, you know, push us so hard that we don't have time or we forget to make time for such important things. So, yeah. I chose to let y'all in as a way of me being accountable because if I'm just on my own, I can just, you know, miss a week and like, it's all right. But when I'm, when I know there are people who want to hear the word of God and people who, you know, listen to the word of God and I could be a point of, you know, solving that problem for myself and for other people. That gives me uh, some motivation, even though I may take a minute or skip days. But, hey, thank you, Jesus, for the day. Uh, we honor you. We thank you. Speak to us today. Change our lives. In Jesus' name. And I will read. Let's go. Second Chronicles 26, um, verses 1. And all the people of Judah took uh, Uz Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the place of his father. Now, let's stop there. What were you doing when you were 16? I finished high school at 16, so I was still dumb at 16. Uh, finished high school... And I didn't have a purpose in life. I just wanted to play basketball and play basketball. 
those were my main things in high school. Sorry, mom. I know you paid a lot of money for that school, but. Yeah, but what were you doing when you were 16? Comment down below. What were you doing when you were 16? If you can remember. If you can't, it's fine. But what do you think 16-year-olds do now? I'm sure they're not kings. He was one who rebuilt um, Elath. That's Elath, isn't it? Elath and restored it to the to Judah after Messiah rested uh, with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he began when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. <whistles> That's long, bro. That's long. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. No wonder he reigned that long. Just as his father Amaziah had done, he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who was instruct who instructed him uh, in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. As long as we seek God, God will give us success in every area of our lives. True talk. He went to war against Philip. Philistines, man, I almost said Philippines. I'm so sorry, man. I, true talk. I'm so. It looks like Philippines when I'm this far to the back. Hey, Philistines, okay, Philistines, and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabna, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. God helped him against uh, the Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Gur. Baal and against the Munites. Munites. The Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah, and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem and the corners, corner gates and the valley gate and the, uh, the angle of the wall and he fortified them. Believe it or not, I was about to say eagle instead of angle. He also built towers in, um, in the desert and dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothill and uh, in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Agriculture. This is, this is a farmer, dude. Um, Uzzah had a well-trained army ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers and mastered by Jael, the secretary, and Maseya, the officer under uh, the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. Um, the total number of the family of family leaders over the fighting men was 2,600. Under their command, was an army of 300,000, 307-500,000 men trained for war, a powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Uzziah provided shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows, and sling stones for the 
uh, entire army. In Jerusalem, he made machines designed by skillful men for use on the towers and on the um, corner defenses to shoot arrows and hurl large stones. Oh, this is what, so this is why they get it. Have I seen these in the movies? Like when, when they, they hurl humongous rocks and that's not a rock. This is, a, this is like a mountain. They, you know, hmm. I can see it now. It's a dope idea. His fame spread as far and wide for he was uh, greatly helped until he became powerful. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. Pride, be pride comes before a fall. The Bible says that. And humility before honor. Could it be God is withholding some of this success because he knows it will bring you down? Because he knows I give him this success, he's gone. Because his pride will take over. He will forget God. He will forget the things of God. And that's, 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 bro, pride. Ask Lucifer, bro. Ask Lucifer. Pride leads to a fall every time. Every time. Pride. May we not be proud. Pride means, you know when people say self-made, that's pride. When you do not acknowledge God, that's pride. Man, we, we, we are pride. We are, we are pride. We are proud. We are proud. Even when we don't think we are proud, you know, I don't need this type of people. My, I don't need this type of man. I don't need to tell God about my little problem. Let me tell him about my bigger problem. I'll handle the, the small problem, bro. He wants to know everything. Hey, I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Um, his pride led to his downfall. Oh, don't we know that too well? He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. The, he entered the temple of the Lord and uh, to burn incense on the altar of incense. Azariah the priest with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord followed him in. They confronted him and said, It is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense for the Lord. Now, this is the work of the priests. The Levites, not the king. Um, this is for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, the Levites, people. He who, uh, he who have been consecrated to burn incense, leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful and you will not be honored by, your, by the Lord God. Uzziah who had a censer in his head, ready to burn incense, 
became angry. While he was raging at the priests in their uh, presence before the incense altar in the uh, Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. When Azariah, the chief priest, and all the other priests looked at him, they saw that he had a leprosy on his forehead, so they hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to leave, because the Lord had afflicted him. He should have left in peace, man. He had to call. He had to be inflicted with leprosy for him to leave. Because now he had come unclean. Get it? Go read about the, the, the laws. He, 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 leprosy is considered uh, like, uh, almost like an abomination. Uh, when you have leprosy, you are unclean. That's why when people had leprosy, they were sent out to, you know, secluded places or towns so that they can live there so that they don't uh, infect other people that is why when jesus healed the leper everybody was shocked like he ain't supposed to touch him you know when people touched when someone with leprosy touched you you got uh infected and you became unclean but when jesus touched the leper his righteousness flowed into the man, and the man became clean. It's the other way around. Jesus comes into any situation, to every situation, and turns it around and makes it better. Jesus. All right, where does do that? Um, yeah, King Uzziah, verses twenty-one, had leprosy until he the day he died. He lived in a separate house, leprous and excluded from the temple of the Lord. Jotham, his son, had charge of the, of the palace and governed the people of the land. The other events of Uzziah's reign, from beginning to end, are recorded by the uh, prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. Uzziah rested with his fathers and was buried near them in a field for burial that belonged to their kings. For people said he had leprosy, and Jotham, his son, succeeded him as king. I cannot emphasize this enough, man. God says clearly, a couple of times, God says clearly, the proud will be humbled. The humble will be exalted. May the Holy Spirit search our hearts and reveal to us every area of our lives that we are proud. That there is pride. Where there is pride in there. Where there is pride. May he reveal that to us. And when he brings that to your knowledge. May we repent. Chapter 27, Jotham was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His, mother was, uh, his mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Uzziah had done, but unlike him, he did not enter the temple of the Lord. The people, however, continued their corrupt 
practices, Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord and did extensive work on the wall at the hill of Ophel. He built towns in the Judean hills and forts and towers in the wooded areas. Jotham made war on the king of the Ammonites and conquered them. That year, the Ammonites paid him a hundred talents of silver, 10,000 cores of wheat, 10,000 cores of barley. The Ammonites brought him uh, the same amount also in the second and the third year. Jotham grew powerful because he walked steadfastly before the Lord his God. He walked steadfastly. I mean, steadfastly in the, uh, before the eyes of the Lord. That means he did what was right, what was right in the eyes of the Lord. It's kind of like David. You know, you know. The other events of Jotham reign including he, all his wars and other things he did, are written in the book of kings of Israel and Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. Jotham rested with his fathers and was buried uh, in the city of David. And Ahaz, his son, succeeded him as king. Ahaz was, 22, uh, was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. Unlike David, his father, he did not walk, he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and also made cast uh, idols for worshiping Baals. He buried sacrifices, he burned sacrifices in the valley of Ben Hinnom and sacrificed his sons. In the fire. He sacrificed his sons in the fire. Who? Oh, man. This is what Paul calls doctrine of demons. Man. Let's go back and read that again. He burnt sacrifices in the valley of Ben Hanum. And sacrifice his sons in the fire, following the detestable ways of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burnt incense at the high places, on the hilltops, and under every spreading tree. Therefore, the Lord his God handed him over to the king of Aram. The Arameans... Arameans defeated him and took many of his people as prisoners and brought them to Damascus. I don't know about you, but so far, since um, since who? since Solomon, or even way back, since the history of the first man, this is a problem with man. This is a problem with man. When the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked, that is exactly what it is. The heart of man is desperately wicked, meaning 
at the first chance we get. Our innate nature, our innate instinct is to sin. Our innate instinct is to sin. That's the nature of man. Had Jesus not come, bro, we wouldn't, there would be no hope for us, man. Because this is a man who has seen his father succeed because his father walked in the ways of the Lord, but still he went the other way to an extent of sacrificing his sons to a God. I think this is Moloch, if I'm not wrong. This was, this is hideous, man. Before the eyes of the Lord, this is. But don't we do that too? Or not, not sacrifice our sons and daughters on fire for God, for different gods or whatever. But don't we also forsake God for other gods, small cap G? Like, don't we do that every day? You know, when God is your third or second or fifth option instead of your first option. Like, don't we do that? I'm guilty, man. I do that all the time. I'm not proud of it. The psalmist asks this question. Who can stand before the Lord? Bro, without Jesus, who can stand before God, bro? Because we are filthy. We, man. The standard that God is at and what we can come to Two different things, man. That is why we need a savior. That is why we need a savior. Because to be able to relate, to, to be able to have a relationship with this mighty creator, this God of the universe, for you to be able to have a relationship with him, you cannot come on your own you have no access you have no access to God except through Jesus you have no access to God except through Jesus because Jesus provides a covering you know like in the mercy seats I don't want to go there but Jesus provides a covering such that when Jesus when God the Father looks at you he is impressed not because of you but because of the covering of his son again the bible says our lives are hidden in god with christ so christ is the covering without christ remove the covering all our sins all our iniquities all our insecurities are exposed Where we at? Mm. 
God handed him over. He was also given into the hands of the king of Israel, who inflicted heavy casualties on him. In one day, Pekah son of Ramalia, Remalia killed 120,000 soldiers of Judah. 120,000. Give me one shilling for every soldier. I'll be... Well, not that great. I'm not. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers. Zikri, an Ephraimite warrior, killed Maaseiah, the king's son, Azrikam, the official in charge of the palace, and Elkanah, second to the king. The Israelites took captives from their kinsmen, 200,000 wives, sons, and daughters. They also took great deal of plunder, which they carried back to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord named Oded was there, and he went out to meet the army when it returned to Samaria, he said to them, Because the Lord, the God of your fathers, was angry with Judah, he gave them into your hand. But you have slaughtered them in a rage that reaches to heaven. And now you intend to make the men and women of Judah and Jerusalem your slaves. But aren't you also guilty of sin against the Lord your God? Bro, that's what I'm telling you. The standards of God. They are on another level. Now listen to me. Send back your fellow countrymen and have take, uh, you have taken as prisoners for the Lord's fierce anger rests on you. Then some of the, uh, of the leaders in Ephraim, Azariah son of Jehohanan, Berechiah son of Meshilamoth, Je Jehez, Jehizkiah, son of Shalom, and Amasa, son of Halai, confronting those who were arriving from the war. You must not bring those prisoners here, they said, or we will be guilty before the Lord. Do you intend to add ours to our sin and guilt? For our guilt is already great, and his fierce anger rests on Israel. So the soldiers give up the prisoners and plunder in the uh, presence of the officials and all the assembly. The man designated by name took the prisoners, and from the plunder they clothed all who were naked. They provided them with clothes and sandals, food and drink, and healing balm. All who were weak, they put on donkeys. So they took them back to their fellow countrymen at Jericho, the city of Palms, and they returned to Samaria. At the time, King Ahaz sent the king of Assyria for help. Then uh, the, Edomite, uh, the Edomites had again come to attack Judah and carried away prisoners while the Philistines had raided towns in the foothills and in the Negev of Judah. Who this? Okay, they captured and occupied Beth Shemesh, Aijalon, and Gederoth. 
as well as Soko, Timna, and Gimzo with their surrounding villages. First of all, let's talk about these names, man. Beth Shemesh, Aijalon, Gederoth, Soko. Soko in my language, Soko in Swahili means market. Thoko, market. Thoko. Timna, Gimzo, and the surrounding villages. The Lord had uh, humbled Judah because of Ahaz, king of Israel. For he had promoted wickedness in Judah and had been most unfaithful to the Lord. Tiglath Pileser, king of Assyria, came to him, but he gave him trouble instead of help. Ahaz took some of the king of the things from the temple of the Lord uh, and from the royal palace and from the princes of, and presented them to the king of Assyria, but that did not help him. In this time, in his time of trouble, King Ahaz became even more unfaithful to the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of uh, Damascus who had defeated him. For he thought, since the gods of uh, the kings of Aram have helped them, I will sacrifice to them and uh, so they will help me. But they were his downfall and the downfall of Israel because of one person. Ahaz gathered together the furnishings from the temple of God and took them away. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple and set up altars at every street corner in Jerusalem. In every town in Judah, he built high places to burn sacrifices to other gods and provoked the Lord, the God of his fathers, to anger. The other events of, uh, of his reign and all his ways from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of Jerusalem, but he was not placed in the tombs of kings of Israel. And Hezekiah, his son, succeeded him as king. May we be very careful. I have said this one more time. I have said this once. I'll say it again. The actions of leaders dictate how the country goes or kingdom, whichever applies to you. If your leaders are wicked, that country is more likely to end up in the wrong uh, side of history with God. So as believers of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ, may we continually pray for our countries, for our kingdoms, that the kingdom of heaven will come on earth. That God will give us wisdom to elect great leaders, leaders that fear God, leaders that fear the Lord. Romans 13, 1 to 14. 
Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do not who do right, but for those who do wrong. For those who do wrong, sorry, this is a full stop there. I, I didn't see it. Do right, but for those who do wrong. Hey, do wait a minute. I'm I'm sorry, man. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you. For the for he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. Yeah. Leaders are God's servants first. They are God. I hope and pray leaders know this. They are servants of God to the people. This is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenues, then revenues. If respect, then respect. If, uh, if honor, then honor. Let no debt remain uh, outstanding except the continuing debt of love to one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. For those of us who are in debt, may God help us repay all the debt we got, all the debt we owe. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because of salvation, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. Not in orgies or drunkenness, not in sexual immoralities and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Because that's our default setting. 
gratifying that sinful nature. That is our dis- that's our default setting. That's why every time we're being reminded, look, forget that. Forget that. Fix your mind on things above. Forget that. Hey, I know, I know that's enticing. I know you want to go there, but that's the, the, uh, the work of darkness. You are a child of light. Come on here. Our default setting is to sin. And thank God for Jesus. Because in him, we have overcome. We, with him, we are overcomers. Psalms 23, favorite one. I know some of y'all can recite this blindfolded. I can't. I'm sorry. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup runneth over. Surely the goodness, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. He is a good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. We shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures means abundance. When the Lord is your shepherd, you have abundance. You have abundance. When the Lord is your shepherd, you have abundance. First, spiritual blessing. Abundance in spiritual blessings. Then, for some, uh, abundance in material blessing, which is not a bad thing. You know, material blessing is not a bad thing. So when you, 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 you're in your prayer time and you want to pray for material wealth and you feel like, yo, know, it's not wrong to pray for material wealth. The problem is if these material uh, things you're praying for become now your identity. If you do not know your identity and you, you peg your identity on material things, now that, that is the problem. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. In stillness. 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 Be still and know that I am God. Be still and see the deliverance of the Lord. Be still in stillness. 
He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Um, recently, people have um, come up with a footage or video or whatever you call it of that particular um, path that David uh, referred to as the shadow of death is where uh, the people, I think the Ammonites or whoever, uh, people sacrifice um, their children to Moloch. You know what kind of like what the king, who king that is? Um, Isaiah or? Yeah, that king who sacrifices sons. They would sacrifice their children to Moloch. It's a demon. Uh, so what used to happen was there was a iron image of this Moloch. Uh, God and his hands the hands were spread out such as such and there was fire they lit fire underneath the, the hands and they would place their children uh, on the other side of the palms and these children would burn now you would think that um, you know, when you hear the children's crying, you will, you know, grow some conscience. So what used to happen was when this is happening, when the children are burning and, and crying helplessly, um, they would engage in orgies. Uh, that includes, you know, you know, sexual intercourse, um, debauchery, drinking, uh, getting drunk, playing loud music drums so that to to mask off the sound and the noise that comes from these kids when they are crying so that that route is what david refers to as the valley of the shadow of death so that's what uh the psalmist meant i believe that's what the recent footages have come up to um to, to, to suggest and even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff comfort me remember your rod and your staff he's a shepherd what does a rod do if you've been in contact with a shepherd what does a shepherd use the rod to do you know if you're going the wrong way you're going to eat where you're not supposed to eat. He uses a rod to, you know, turn your back. So it's like point of correction and your staff. I don't know what the staff is for. What do you think the staff is for? Please comment below what you think the staff is for. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is our shepherd. Meditate on that today. Proverbs 20:11. Even a child is known by his actions, by whether his conduct is pure and right. 
I need to get a context of that. What is what is that have to do with anything? Let's see. Twenty-eight to ten. When a king sits on his throne to judge, he winnows all who evil all evil with his eyes. Who can say I have kept my heart pure? I am clean and without sin. Not me. Deferring weights and deferring measures to the Lord detest them. The Lord detest them both. This is a dope point. Uh, on our last LG, the Kaya, um Life Group session we had on Saturday, um, we spoke about uh, these weighing scales, um, deferring weighing scale and deferring measures. They are detestable to God. You know, they're detestable to God. I think we need to air Kaya LG um, so that we can engage more people. I don't know. I'm, hey, if you think that's an option, please comment below. The Lord is our shepherd. A child is known by his actions, by whether his conduct is pure and right. Let's see what King James says about this. I'm so, I could go to um, I could go to my phone and check on my phone, but my the Bible on my phone is set to uh, my native language Kikuyu, so I would read in Kikuyu, and that would lose you. So let's do King James and try to understand what this means. Um, Proverbs 2011. Uh, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made even both of them. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. The Lord Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. As a child, here in Proverbs says, is known by his actions, whether he, his actions be pure or right. You will know people by their fruits. The talk might be dope. They may talk good game. But with time, their actions will prove them to either be right or not, to be pure or not. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining me uh, in this session. Uh, it's been an honor to to do this with y'all, to learn together. Um, I may not expound things the way other people expect me to expound. I'm just saying what the Holy Spirit lays in my heart to say. And, you know, we keep it moving. So if you have another illustration or revelation of the word that we read every day please comment below don't withhold that you know i'm not always right i'm not always right so yeah let's share this thing uh let's share this thing and let's go yeah um yeah
This has been Through the Bible. I am your host, uh, Saint the Remnant. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, ring the bell. Every time I upload these, you will get them. Uh, in Jesus' name. May the Lord go with you, go before you. Uh, may his, his face shine upon you. And may he cause your ways to prosper as he promised that uh, he will bless the work of your hands. Um, and if, not if, when we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will cause them to prosper. Let that be you. May he follow that word to fulfill it in your lives. In Jesus' name.